Have you heard about those murder hornets? What a perfect addition to 2020, right? If you're like most people, you know that I was just being sarcastic. And sarcastic people can be really funny. But when their barbs are pointed at you, they can be really annoying or even hurtful. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu, and every week I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today, we talk about the psychology of sarcasm, including how to deal with people who use it to be mean. Sarcasm is like jazz. It's hard to define, but you know it when you hear it. And that's because sarcasm, which is used to convey the opposite of the literal words spoken, is primarily communicated by a person's tone of voice. You can tell a speaker's tone that, well, that's exactly what I need right now, means, I sure wish this wasn't happening. Sarcasm can be used to compliment people, like, you ran a marathon and went to night school? Slacker. Or to make a good natured tease. Would you like some ice cream with your sprinkles? It can be self deprecating. It's a complete mystery why my high school mullet and I didn't get more dates. Or someone might even channel Beyonce. Yeah, I woke up like this. More often, though, sarcasm is used to demonstrate irritation or just to be plain old mean. Like, yeah, that's a real genius idea. Or maybe, Could you be less competent? Before we talk about how to respond when you're the target of someone's mean sarcasm, let's get a little nerdy first about the science of sarcasm. Research shows that sarcasm is understood through both what we say and how we say it. What we say is the opposite of what we really mean, which a listener has to get from the context of the situation. How we say it tends to be lower, slower, and louder. And all of this information is processed lightning fast on the spot. So, for all the social mayhem they cause, sarcastic people actually employ some pretty advanced social cognition. Why advanced? Well, simply put, it's because the tone and content oppose each other. A sincere comment in a positive tone, like, wow, this is so original, or a critical comment in a negative tone, this is so cliche, are congruent. A sarcastic comment, however, is often a positive message with a negative tone. Wow, that's original, which is a little more complicated for the brain to process. Now, this does not mean that sarcastic people are smarter, despite what some articles might want you to believe. It simply means that the ability to use and understand sarcasm requires a skill called theory of mind, which is the ability to detect the mental states of others. Including their true feelings, thoughts, and intentions. So, even though what is said is the opposite of what is meant, the sarcastic individual intends the listener to detect the true meaning. That's why those deficits in theory of mind, like with people with schizophrenia, Alzheimer's disease, or autism, they have a hard time understanding or using sarcasm. Now that we interact with each other on the internet as much as, or perhaps more than, we do in person, we have to take our sarcasm detection skills up another notch, since many web based communications don't include tone. Researchers have even developed algorithms to detect sarcastic tweets, with some even using emojis. 
It seems sarcasm detection is a skill both we and the robots need to work on, because neither human judges nor machine learning algorithms are very good at identifying sarcasm on Twitter. But why go to all the trouble of performing this complicated linguistic cognitive task? Fundamentally, sarcasm is a cover. It's used to cover anger, embarrassment, awkwardness, envy, hostility, or inadequacy that, without the anti-sugar coating of sarcasm, tends to feel too forthright. So next time you hear someone use sarcasm, know that for whatever reason, they couldn't quite bring themselves to say what they meant directly. But as it turns out, sometimes covering up strong emotions with sarcasm can be just a little bit useful. A 2011 study in the Journal of Applied Psychology asked participants to listen to one of three versions of a customer complaining to a cell phone company, something we probably can all relate to. The first version was angry. You make deliveries only between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m.? That's an outrage. Or sarcastic? You make deliveries only between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m.? Well, that's just perfect for working people. Or the third option, neutral. You make deliveries only between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m.? I am at work during those hours. After listening to one of these messages, participants were asked to solve either a set of analytical problems or a set of creative problems. So guess what happened? Those who listened to the angry message saw their creative problem-solving abilities hindered, but they kicked butt on the analytical task. In other words, they worked harder, not smarter. Naked anger squelched that creativity. By contrast, those who listened to the sarcastic message actually enhanced their creative problem-solving. Now, why is that? The researchers speculated that because anger is threatening, it automatically puts people on the defensive, which causes them to narrow their problem-solving to just the facts and become more detail-oriented but rigid. By contrast, sarcasm with its humor and figurative language is less threatening. It might even feel funny. Plus, according to the researchers, it requires more cognitive effort and complex thinking than understanding direct anger. So, next time you call customer service, if you want a creative problem solver talking to you on the line, your best bet is to be nice. (laughs) That's right, you should still be nice. But if nice doesn't work, and I never thought I'd find myself recommending this, try a little sarcastic humor. All right, that's enough nerdiness about sarcasm. Now, what to do when faced with mean sarcasm? What can we actually do about it? Well, one way you can respond is to answer them literally. Sarcasm is supposed to be a joke. A joke that covers anger or contempt or jealousy, but a joke nonetheless. And what's worse for the joker than having the joke fall flat? So when faced with, well, that new boyfriend of yours is a real winner, or, hmm, loving this home cooking, respond to the content, not the tone. Respond with the opposite of sarcasm. Use sincerity. Great, I'm so glad you like him. Let's all get together sometime. Or, awesome, how about seconds? When they're forced to explain, well, that's not actually what I meant, it gets a little awkward for them. And you've inoculated yourself against further attacks. 
Or option number two, instead of answering them literally, you could just ignore them and maybe throw some compassion their way. This works best for strangers who yell, hey, nice driving, or the equivalent. Folks willing to put the time and energy into putting down total strangers are pretty miserable and want you to feel as lousy as they do. So feel some compassion and move on. But what if this is someone you actually do want to interact with? Well, option number three is to label the real feelings and follow up with sincere questions. Sometimes when someone is being sarcastically mean, they're trying to express something they feel, but they don't know how. It's possible they feel vulnerable. And you can help them and yourself by labeling what emotions you think they're trying to express and following up sincerely by opening up the dialogue. For example, I'm sensing that you're feeling angry right now. Is that right? Does this situation seem unfair to you? What's on your mind? Or, I know this feels really awkward. Let's try to start on the right foot again. Here's what I was thinking. This way, you're responding to fire with water instead of with more fire. And option number four, if you really want to invest in this relationship and really make things right, you can maybe give some free advice. Sarcasm comes in different flavors. Some folks are sarcastic to make fun of an absurd world. They're laughing with you, not at you. Or maybe they're even laughing at themselves. And that's fine. Just let them be. They're the channelers of the world. And we do need those. But those who are laughing at you often honestly think they're being funny. They don't realize that they leave a trail of hurt feelings, not to mention higher odds of divorce and greater chances of getting fired, by the way, in their wake. If you care about someone with a habitually hostile wit, consider some gentle intervention. Like, you have such a wickedly sharp sense of humor. I know you don't mean to be hurtful, but your sarcasm sometimes comes across as hostile, which I'm guessing is not your intention. So to review, you can answer someone literally to sort of shut down the hostile, making fun of you situation. You can just ignore the person and move on if you really don't need to interact with them again. You can label the real feelings and offer an opening up of the dialogue, offer something to move the conversation forward sincerely. Or you can give some free advice, some feedback to let people know that although you appreciate their sense of humor, sometimes this can be hurtful. And hey, if you've come along this far with this deep dive into sarcasm without saying, wow, how interesting, then when I say thank you for listening, know that it's very sincere. In fact, let's continue the conversation on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at QDT Savvy Psych, and I'm also at Jade Wu PhD. We can also keep in touch through the Savvy Psychologist newsletter, which offers psychology tips straight to your inbox. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'll see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. 
Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.